Welcome to episode 221 of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. On today's episode, we discuss week two of bowl season, transfer portal updates, and early signing day. You can find this show on our website, SaturdayDownSouth.com and Apple and Spotify. Don't forget to join us for the live show every Sunday night at 8 Eastern time on the Saturday Down South YouTube page. Don't forget to share the pod with your friends, everybody. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Saturday Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, well, not always, but most of the time. Thank you for filling in uh, and going solo on on Thursday. I, I I was sitting here sick, like, for most of the week, and I was like, I can do Thursday, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I hadn't thrown up, and like literally 12 minutes before we're about to record, I like sprint to the bathroom and throwing up, and I was like, I just, I just, I just remember going, I can't do this, I can't do this. So I called you. I appreciate you filling in. Um, hope everyone's having a good Sunday. It's been a minute. I feel like there's been, um, I mean, like so, you know, there's. I feel like there's like a decent amount of news. I feel like there's been a ton of overreaction to stuff. Um, some good, some bad. Um, yeah. We got Evan Grimes over here, and we got the super chat going as well. Um, anyway, well, first off, how you been? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I've been good, man. Um, bowls are so tough to bet on these days. I went undefeated. <laughs> Did you really? I I had Texas Tech. I had UCLA, and I think that's the only two I bet on. Well, like you go back to like the the first game, Georgia Southern and Ohio. Ohio had their starting quarterback, their yeah. two top running backs, their top receiver all out. Um, like, and then they still beat Georgia Southern by twenty. I was watching one of my buddies, um, and you'll have to forgive me. I can't remember his name. It's Dave something. He's it's a guy I, I, I run into all the time. Media day, super great guy. He hosts Locked On Sunbelt, which is <laughs> yeah, um, tough task. Tough task. Uh, people need to locked on the Sun Belt. Locked on Fun Belt? Yeah. Like, in totality, people locked into the Sun Belt every week. What do you think that number is? I mean, I'm not going to get into anybody's numbers. <laughs> I'm just, as somebody that's currently not, not the actual not it, people that are actually locked into the Sun Belt. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, Willie Gray, you get to pay to talk. Um, yeah, but no, so I was, uh, he was talking about this and he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, this, this person's out, this person's out. It's like, it, it's, it would take a like nightmare scenario for Georgia Southern not to cover this game and like, and like win by double digits. And then, I mean, they were never in it. They were never in that no, game. Never. Stupid. Thick. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like there's, there's portal stuff is crazy. Georgia's got like a mass exodus, which I think is for me, where the biggest overreaction is coming from because of the players that are leaving. Um, I think they're going to be fine. I, 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 it's been I, like, I've, I feel like I've been in and out of sleep for like the past week and I would wake up and I would see people mad on Twitter. Um, and I would probably chime in with something about that. And then I would go back to bed uh, and then, and then get back into it. Um, but I, I just, I, I did see people that were overreacting to that. I don't think, 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're trimming the fat necessarily, Evan Grimes says, but I, I do think that they are, they're going to be fine. Um, Lane is killing it in the portal, which is wild. What, I mean, what else, what else we, I mean, there was, there was a full slate of bowl games on this Saturday. The portal has been crazy. Um, we already did the Heisman recap. And now we're talking about this upcoming week. There's a game on every single day except for Wednesday, which is National Signing Day. So there you Ryan go. Williams. I, I don't want to sound dramatic, Tyler, but if Ryan Williams flips to Auburn, I'm going to kill myself on TV. Is that too much? Did you see that he was uh, on campus at Auburn this weekend with wearing Alabama gear? I did. I did. Interesting. Didn't. I mean, I liked part of that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Ole Miss real quick. Yeah. Because they're vying to put together potentially the best portal class we've seen in the last, you know, since of the all start. time, dude. Yeah, of all time, man. And this dates back, as you know. Yeah, <laughs> of all times, three years. Um, well, Hottie's here. There it is. Yeah, joined on. It's telling us when people join on Twitter now, which is interesting. Didn't you yeah. see that? Um, so you've got, they just landed Juice Wells today, who mm-hmm. I think both you and I are big fans of. He didn't play much this year, um, but he had a really good 2022. Um, they landed the number one edge in the portal from Florida, Princely. I don't think that's correct, but okay. It's close. I'll take number one linebacker in the portal, Chris Paul Jr. Don't think it's Chris Paul's son. Well, it's a Chris Paul's son, but it's not the Chris Paul's son. That's the thing. That's where they get you. Yep. Uh, they landed the number two edge in the portal, Tyler Barron from Tennessee. Uh, the number two O lineman or interior O lineman, Jerquan Scott. Um, and it looks like they're about to land the number one player in the portal. Yeah, in Walter Nolan. You and you left out the the juiciest. See what I did there? Yeah, Juice Wells. The I think is he is he the top receiver in the entire portal class? Number two. And I didn't look it out. I actually mentioned that we both like him. Yeah, but also also a preseason All American going into the season. Uh, yeah, man. He's, uh, I guess. Part of it was injury. Part of it maybe was like, I'm going to shut the season down when South Carolina wasn't really having a good season. I don't really know. I'm I'm surprised it took him this long to, to commit. Because if you talk to anybody around here in South Carolina, and you do, you talk to me every week, mm-hmm. the, the, the word around here is that he was quitting early. Yeah, I think with some of these players, like I remember when um, – Riley Leonard went in the portal and like everyone's like, okay, like putting a crystal ball to Notre Dame. It's like, he, he's not even in the portal yet. What are we doing? Um, yeah. And then eventually he ends up at Notre Dame. I think some of this is like this weird, like, Hey, I'm trying to make it seem like this wasn't always going to happen. So I'm just going to wait like two weeks. But then it's like, nah, dude, we're, we're kind of onto the trail here. We know what's yeah. going on. Just go ahead and commit. Um, Yeah, man. You know, Florida state had, to the top couple QBs in the portal on the same weekend this weekend and Cam Ward and DJU. Um, Did you see DJU show up? Yeah. In the most like fucking 2008 East Bay gear shit ever. He just like the baggiest sweatpants. He looked like, like, I honestly, I saw the picture and I was like, this has to be from when we were in college. Like what is happening? Um, Allie Davison's here. Oh, nice. Hey. Um, also, real quick, actually, I'll tell you off air. Okay, got recognized um, by, by our Uber driver last night. 
You got recognized by your Uber driver? So we said no, no. Allie got recognized by her Uber driver, who also apparently recognized me. Um, hmm. It was a banner day. Banner day. Anyway, no. Back to back to the the portal. I mean, like uh, you said that DJU was down at Florida State. That's been like a that's an interesting part because like Florida State is kind of in this who's coming, who's going, and who's playing. It's it seems like a like not a revolving door, but it's like there's so many things going on. It's like a whack a mole. Yeah, well, they're losing a lot of guys to the draft, um, so they're gonna have to bring in some portal guys and and um, I don't know, man. That that orange bowl is gonna be ugh. like four guys opted out today, and I'm quite sure it's not gonna be the last. Um, no, but the the old Miss thing is interesting because I think you know what they was they already were trending. Obviously, they were they finished. What did they finish this year? Eleventh, tenth. Ole Miss? Um, Ole Miss, yeah, 11. They could be this year's Florida State, or next year's Florida State. Yeah. This year. Like, in terms of just adding, like, a, a significant amount of difference player uh, difference makers who are all, you know, juniors and ready to play right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of these guys played in the SEC. Like, the kid from Florida, Chris Ball Jr., Juice Wells, Walter Nolan, if he ends up committing there. Like, all these guys, Tyler Barron. Are SEC guys. Yeah. So, you know, Jackson Dart, I guess, is non-committal about coming back. I don't see why he I thought he already, he, no, he already announced he was coming back. Oh, I thought he had said he was going to play in the bowl, but wait to make a decision on uh, – Carson Bexot said that today too, I think. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it, Ole Miss could be lining themselves up, and I, and I believe they don't have a terrible schedule as it pertains to, like, a lot of these teams – the schedules are brutal next year, like I think especially they lost Bama. Yeah, so I mean, um, Ole Miss That's might be a team to, to watch out for next year. I, you know, I thought it was interesting the way they went about go like like some of the the places they were trying to add. I mean, I, I wouldn't even say depth. I mean, just like legit season veterans, and it's on the edge. And then you talk about like Walter Nolan goes there um in the middle of the it's a it's a D, on the d line i mean like you look at their their rush defense um it was eighth in the sec last year uh in in average yards per carry um giving up over four yards per carry it was um overall uh they have like 168 yards a game but then to what like from a sack standpoint that's where these guys are going to be i think like utilized most or they want to utilize them most um they were already pretty strong they were fifth in the in the conference in sacks this year uh, I will tell you, if you're an Ole Miss fan, I'm not saying this as like a jaded Bama fan or somebody that is like talking shit. I'm just telling you as a Pete Golding, I'm not going to say survivor, but like alumnus, okay? You better be prepared for some of these edge guys to be dropping back in coverage on third and third and, and long. Because if he did it with Will Anderson, he's going to do it with, with these people. So, But I do think the overall depth and then star power they've, they've gotten on the defensive line. Then you look what they got from Tennessee, even. Not just like, you know, highly ranked recruits, but like, you know, a two-year starter in the secondary. I thought that was huge. Um, Evan Grimes, thanks for the super chat here. He says, uh, the best alley. Hop into the show. I got questions for you. Also, when did Ole Miss get all this money? So that is a very good question. Thanks for- I can't tell if this is something where they're just – they're taking – they're starting to take it seriously or if they are like, like, I mean, cause here's the thing too. Like, I mean, I'm not great with, with budgets. Um, I will tell you that like I, I lane watching lane in the portal 
with his his NIL budget is going to be very interesting. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you, another thing that's interesting about too, specifically with Ole Miss, is is that when you heard when he was going to go to Auburn last year, um, and and what like when he finally stayed and kind of used that as leverage to stay at Ole Miss and get a raise, and then Auburn put all this money into their NIL and, and onto victory and all that kind of stuff, that became something that you were kind of told like they were going to, um, like like Ole Miss was going to be behind on. They were, they were going to be middle of the pack in the SEC, and that does not seem to be the case at all, and especially when you compare just those two teams, um, apples to apples. I mean, like, you know, Auburn, admittedly, from, from Hugh Freeze this weekend, said that they he doesn't feel like he's done a good job of getting into the portal because they're trying to build all their players from high school uh, off the bat. Yeah, I think they're definitely a team to, to look out for this year. Um, I'm kind of excited to see what they do in the SEC. Yeah. All right. It, so these games that w- that have happened already. So you had we we talked about Ohio, Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern. I think Ohio started like the open was like they were favored by six, I think. Mm-hmm. And then all these players started opting out, important ones at that, especially on the offense. Yeah. And it the line moved all the way to Georgia Southern being favored by three and a half at game time. So of course Ohio won by twenty. Um, <laughs> did you bet on it or something? Yeah, I did. Why? Yeah, I just I felt like if you're gonna have that many of your star like skill players out, that it would be very difficult to replicate the season you've had at all. And they didn't really play that many good teams this year, but I was clearly wrong. Yeah. Um, the Jacksonville State game, I also bet on that three and a what half. What is? What are you talking about? Why did you bet on that? Why not, Chris? It was on a, like a Saturday night. Nothing no, else. It was there. There were seven games on. Why did you choose to? I bet on all of them. Okay. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. I think oh, Jack-, Jack State. Not not. Okay. I'm thinking of Jackson State. No, no, I didn't bet on the uh, it, celebration. It was, it was three and a half. It was three and a half. It was. Uh, three. That was a tough one. Did um, you win anything? I think I, UCLA. I got that. Um, one. And that was the only one because I had no, yes, because I had App State minus six and a half. They promptly won by four. Uh, I had New Mexico State and they got blown out. And I wanted to play a little clip. Yeah. From the New Mexico State game. Now, let me, let me set the stage here. So, Jerry Kill, for those of you that know him, he was a coach up in Minnesota for a long time. A lot of people like him in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the coach of New Mexico State. I must have missed this, and I think the coach did as well when it happened. But apparently, the quarterback Diego Pavia, from I'm sure Auburn fans are familiar. Um, apparently, when they played New Mexico, like he like pissed on their logo or something like that. So early in the season, this I thought this was one of our like uncensored moments of the week. This kid, he got like dared. This and this is like halfway through the season. This is not like. Like or maybe even earlier, like maybe like the first. Yeah, month. yeah. It was two months he, ago. He, yeah. Which we're gonna find out why. <laughs> he, he was like in their practice facility and he peed on their logo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then um, leading up to this game, by the way, apparently they uh, New Mexico State wasn't allowed to to practice in an indoor practice facility for some reason, and Jerry Kill did not take the high road on this. No. 
Um, let me make sure you can hear this. Taken care of a hundred percent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it was a great bowl game and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll can, you know, do a good enough job to come back someday, but, uh, they did a great job and I appreciate it. Now, the other part of it's this, you know, we had all kinds of stuff. Why is he holding the water like that? And trying to get done. You know, you know, we, we did, he had to fight his ass off to get us to be able to practice in an indoor because of a situation that happened, you know, down the road. Most of you know that. Okay. I did my part. I disciplined the young man. And it may not be the time to do it, but oh, gosh, I'm going to get off my damn mind because I didn't say anything about it. We disciplined the young man. He doesn't get to do any interviews and stuff like that. You know, if you want to take a toothbrush and clean toilets all the time, that ain't a lot of fun. And do community service. Well, guess what? I hope the AD here gets the same damn discipline with the people around this state that Diego got because he deserves it. And it don't bother me a damn bit. Keep in mind, I'm going to pause this real fast. He's talking about his boss currently. Wait. When he he's talking about his own AD, I thought he was so. I'm so confused about this. I I thought he was talking about. I thought they were playing at New. Why'd you turn it off? I thought he was. They were playing at New Mexico, like the University of New Mexico. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was that AD, which I'm pretty sure is what happened. It is. It is. It is. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's talking about the New Mexico AD. I was confused earlier, thinking he was talking about his own AD. Okay, go back. All right. It's not even the best part yet. He, he, when he lower let us want to practice in the indoor facility, when he don't want us to do this and do that, that's chicken shit. And I don't care. That's my opinion. I get in trouble. I don't give a shit either. Because I can go down and I can go down to Mexico tomorrow, drink margaritas, and let you all enjoy your life. Because I'll be enjoying mine. This is me to George Twitter. I've had class my whole life. And you can ask the college football profession. I've had that class. Never been treated like that. And guess what? When that incident happened, I didn't know about it for two months. How? Right here. Then they tell me after the game. Take that to the bank. And he better be disciplined. He better be disciplined by the state. And if he's not, it's a crime. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. I'll just say what I think everyone is thinking. What the fuck is he talking about? Uh, so the New Mexico AD would not allow... So this bowl that they were at was held at New Mexico's stadium. The New Mexico AD would not allow New Mexico State to practice in the indoor facility that week. Yeah. And so that's what he's pissed about. Okay, so here's the thing, though. One of his players pissed on the logo in the facility. Are we yeah. surprised that they weren't allowed to? I, I'm. I just. I mean, like, I, I like Jerry Kill. I'm still a huge fan of him eating a fucking popsicle on the sideline. Yeah. Which he did during a live college football game. He just sat there eating like a, a choco taco or some shit. It, like it was just nothing. Like it just it was not a big deal at all. It's just like in the fourth quarter, Big Ten, Big Ten divisional game, 
just like, but that's incredible. I I kind of feel like he's in. You had a player pee on the logo of your rival. Like okay, so like if Auburn, if 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 Peyton Thorne peed on the Bama logo, and they had to come play a bowl game in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel like I understand a little bit. I, I mean, I don't. What? Like, what is he so mad about? Dude, I just, I love when coaches go on these brands, man. It's the best. Yeah. Like he just halfway through, he's like, "Shit, I'm gonna get fined for this, so I may as well just continue to roll." I'm gonna get even more de- deranged. Yeah. You ever watch uh, Ozark? Yeah, it got really dark at the end, so I stopped watching it. Okay, well, you don't need to watch the full uh, show to remember the Snells. Yeah, yeah. He Mexico. He said. <laughs> he says, <laughs> and he kind of looks like the uh, he does Snell guy. Um, um, I'll be down to Mexico, drinking margaritas. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love how he kept using the Aquafina bottle as a prop, and then this. Yeah, and and then he. The whole thing about he should be punished by the state. I'm not great with like state legislature um, or even, you know, county. Like we can go on a smaller scale. Yeah. Or bigger, um, federal. Or, yeah, either way. Either way you want to look at it. We'll sum this up. We just don't know legislature. Yeah. We are a non legislator, legislature pot. I can barely say the word. You're lucky I'm not yeah. drinking. Um, yeah, I just I thought that was weird as shit. Uh, other bowl games. Um, I thought this was interesting. Jaden Ott from Cal, who I'm a big fan of. He opted. He tra- he entered the transfer portal, but he opted into the bowl game. Did so, you bet on that game too? No, but here's my thing. I don't think he did enter the portal. He like faked everybody out. Wait, he made a video. I know. Did you watch the entire video? No, of course not. I reacted yeah, he, immediately as soon as I thought I had yeah. a full scope of things. Like, oh, yeah, so he did that whole thing, and then he walked off the video, and then he comes back, he goes, something like, no, nah, I'm just playing, let's run it back. And then it was just like a uh, like bunch of clips of him dominating. He's he's a really good back. <laughs> yeah, he only had 45 yards in the game, though. He's he's a very average back. Yeah, in, in that tenacious, against that tenacious uh, Red Raider D. <laughs> it was one of the, one of the worst offensive performances i've seen from a team in quite some time also they were in shreveport if you guys aren't familiar with shreveport it is the town that my father got us uh banned from um quite some time ago yeah they were they scored 14 points in the first quarter and then just didn't score again not a single point after that 34 to 14 loss of course you had ucla take down boise state 35 and that was pretty much it. And we've only really got two games in between now and when we record next. Yeah. Um, Western Kentucky, Old Dominion tomorrow at 2.30. I, see, this is what I love was when we get into the weekday games that are like in the middle of the day. Th- that's the best part. Yeah. Let's throw that bitch on at noon on a Tuesday. Throw that bitch on? <laughs> okay. So hold on. It's, it's Old Dominion and who? Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers. Yep, they're almost their entire O line has opted out. Why do you know all that? You should have been on the Bet the Bulls preview video, not me. Um, yeah, almost their entire O line has has opted out. They're starting left guard 
starting center, starting right tackle. All have opted out in the transfer portal. Uh, starting corner, starting linebacker, starting safety, backup QB. It's dude, this bowls are just a joke now. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, yeah, but it's like you know. Now, granted, I, I think a really easy change for this, like you're you're still not going to stop the guys that are going pro. Right. But the problem is, is that the portal opens and closes before these bowls even basically start. Yeah. So, like, you got a guy like Malik Murphy who clearly Ewers decides to come back, and it kind of seems mm-hmm. like it's the art show after that. He's kind of stuck in between, you know, a rock and a hard place. But he can't he can't play in the playoffs because the portal is going to be closed, and he needs to start with a new team by the first of the year. And the portal, you know, the portal closes. I think this week. Doesn't mean you have to commit by next week, but it closes. You know, you know what's surprising is that that they wouldn't do it right after right after the bowl games to let kids capitalize on having a big bowl game. Right. Like like the schedule makes no sense. Like Josh Pate is talking about this ad nauseum. Like this is something I I, I brought up like two or three years ago. And and I the first thing I said was nobody's gonna feel bad for these college coaches because they make millions of dollars. And, and that, yeah, like Willie Gray brings up a good point. They got, they got to get the portal and signing day separated. It makes like, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense. Like, like the season ends and, and, and this is, this is kind of, I think what the ugly truth is with, we're starting to see like people thought like, Oh, you're going to see so many opt outs and bowl games and that's going to suck. They're going to be meaningless. What's really going to suck is, and I don't think the 12 team play playoff is necessarily going to help that much, but like, you're going to start seeing kids, start like opting out of the final month of the season so they can stay healthy and then enter the portal. Cause it, cause that, that is, that is basically a draft or a free agency of, I mean, it's a free agency, mm-hmm. not a draft of, of like college kids. And, you know, I, I it's just it, it, like, it's, it's hard to get, it's hard to get a, like, I don't know. It's still new. So I feel like it's hard to kind of get your finger on the pulse of what's, what's happening with it. But it's it's just weird. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to change something. But how motivated is the NCAA really to do anything at this point? They are. They got fucking taken to the woodshed again in court. Yeah. Did you did you see the rant? There were two rants this week. We should play the Chip Kelly one because I thought that was really really good. But the Chip Kelly rant and then the other rant of um. Will Wade, the 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 former LSU basketball coach, who just um, went off about it. No, I didn't see that one. I mean, he he broke the whole thing down about how just like how how corrupt the NCAA. He's like, it's been it's, the whole thing's been a joke for for years, and he's right. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, Will know, Wade. Uh, you know, I think people are going to kind of because he was doing what like everyone. It's, dude, yeah. basketball is the most has, has always been the most corrupt sport. Of every single possible like like NCAA sport, always for sure. Everybody like Kansas. The fact that Kansas still has a fucking program is is ridiculous. Like it just ridiculous. Pull up the see if you can find the Chip Kelly thing. All right, I'll try to find it. Uh, in the meantime, um, yeah, I, I just whatever is going on now in terms of the timeline of everything is just not working. And yeah. hopefully it get changed next year because. All right, let me see if I can. 
All right. What is the the biggest issue that you might have right now, whether it be realignment, NIL, transfer portal, and what would your, your plan maybe be to, to try to solve it? I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they say, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've allowed to spend the time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share in the same we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together. That's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. Yeah, it's gross. Different things. Yeah. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing. The players should get paid, and you get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid – is really the biggest travesty. Not that I've thought about it. I thought he was spot on. I, yeah. I thought he was spot on. And I, I posted this, I think, on my Instagram story. I was like, bingo. Like, that's a perfect way to put it. And, I mean, Chip Kelly, by the way, I don't know why UCLA fans are apparently angry with him. There was rumor that he was going to be gone, like, pretty, yeah. you know, like, at like some point during the season. And then he, you know, hauls off and beats USC. Um, I, I Like, he's right. Like, I mean, like, I, and I didn't even think about that because all we, all we ever think about for the most part, I mean, it's the name of the podcast, right? Saturday Football Uncensored. Like, we talk about college football because it supersedes everything. But in, like, a place like the Pac-12, which is still crazy, you heard Bill Walton, you know, high as a fucking kite, say this a million times. Like, it's just the, the conference champions, conference champions, because they, they, they're so good in so many different things. But that is weird to watch. Like, I mean, you're going to watch USC and UCLA baseball, who are at least storied programs play Michigan and Indiana and, you know, and those two teams have made a, like a, a world series, but like, like, like imagine, imagine sitting here having to tell people like, all right, so your softball team is going to be going to Rutgers in February. Like that's where it sucks. Like that, that's, yeah. that's where the whole thing sucks. Yeah. Or I mean, just the cost of getting, uh, you know, the, the volleyball team and like the Pac-12 has a bunch of crazy sports that we don't even have over here, like water polo and shit yeah. like that. Like it's just a mess. I, I nothing seems well thought out. No, well, it, like it was, it was just very tunnel vision focused on one specific thing, and that's football. And that's and I get what we're doing. I thought he made a lot of good points, man. I, I hated what he said about like the Nike and Amazon thing, but yeah. it almost felt like more of a plea to like to say like, hey, like. Stop like stop ruining the sport because this is again not to be Debbie Downer about any of this, but like this is this is where it's headed, and 
all of these decisions weren't made with any of the fans, any of the athletes, any of the programs in mind. Right. All of it was made with the idea of we're going to get as much money as possible. And that's the bottom line. And it's just like, I tell you what, man, like UCLA is, is one of the most proud universities. It is right up there with Michigan as being like one of the Ivy league public Ivy league institutions. One of the most incredible incredible like alumni bases in the entire country the people that have graduated from that school it's unreal but like they're going to struggle with with nil or is he called nli he didn't even know the name of it um not a good start but i i did post that on my instagram story and one of the first things that was like that responded was drew butler was like that's where it's headed and you know part of me hopes that's like right but also at the same time like i just wonder even if they get to that like I don't, I don't like whoever's overseeing it. It's like, we don't have, we don't have somebody that's overseeing any of this with the good of the whole in mind. It is how much can I get from my conference? It's a land grab for one. And then, and then a money grab. And it's like, like, I think, I think the big 10 and the sec see where this is going and they've been visionaries of where they think this is going to go. Right. What's wrong with my hands? But yeah, why? What's me? What is going on? I look like they have hooves. Don't like that. Anyway. Um, but I mean, I, it's like they're they're gonna go and and I think they're they're trying to get ahead of this whole like like you know, two team or two conference, like power conference thing. I don't know, just the whole thing kind of sucks. Yeah, no, it's the sport is becoming unrecognizable. Yeah. Um, do you have any picks on the next two games before we record again on Wednesday? UTSA. No, we still have a lot of we still have a lot of portal stuff. I feel like we should talk about. All right, tell me. Um, tell me which one hold on, let me see who's playing. No, I mean Old Dominion. I'm not going to bet on a five and a half point spread though. UTSA at Marshall. It's in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. I would take you. UTSA. Is Frank Harris playing? Or is he coming back for an eighth year? Um, now I'll tell you what. The game Thursday. I think the wrong team is favored. Syracuse is favored over South Florida. I will get to that on 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 our Wednesday pod, and I'm ex- I'm actually very excited for the Friday game between Tech and UCF. Um, Syracuse, kind of a seamless transition of like one of the two places I want to go before we close out is Syracuse is one of the best teams that has benefited from the portal. Yeah, you talking about this year? Yeah, yeah. The well, you know, what is it? I think I find it very interesting that. Uh... Syracuse was where Kyle McCord landed. Well, look at the talent they've also brought in. Jackson Meeks from, from Georgia, Zed Haynes. I'm pretty sure that Makai Muse went there as well. Yeah, a lot of guys followed uh, the coach that went up there, Fran Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we uh, – look, I mean, and then they also got Elijah Robinson from Texas A&M who was a monster recruiter there. Mm-hmm. All those five-star D linemen that they've got um, that are now transferring out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can make some noise. Um, Georgia replaced him, Fran Brown, with uh, USC's um, defensive pass game coordinator and DB's coach. Which I don't know if you caught any UC- USC games this year, Chris, but I wouldn't say that their DBs or their passing game defense was a strength of the team. Now listen, you know that I have nothing to gain from talking about Georgia on here at all, because I've been boycotted from their fan base on one social media platform. Um, 
here's the thing though. Okay. That was my first thought. I was like, that's an interesting hire because he's like from an in-game standpoint, like he like that, that was not a great look for that secondary and that defense no. this, this past season. But if there's anyone I trust in the hiring of coaches, it is Kirby Smart. And if there's anyone I trust on defense, it's Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, and Glenn Schumann. I think he'll be fine. That's the other thing too is Georgia lost. I think I think they've lost like 13 players right in the in the portal. It might be more. I, I could be wrong. Somebody correct me in the in the comments if you want to. Um, but they lost like 13 players, and they lost a bunch of former five stars. Um, Oh, so that makes sense too. He's the he's the head recruiter for Juju Lewis. Um, Evan Grimes says, yeah, he's the number one recruit um, from the 2026 class. Committed to USC. He's from Carrollton, Georgia. Quarterback. Yeah. Um, and yeah, apparently his best relationship on the staff was with uh, Dominic Rhodes. I think his name is. So, um, yeah, I think if the way I think about this is Kirby is the D coordinator. Kirby is the DB coach. Right. You don't really need an on-field savant at the you, you need a recruiter and yeah. It doesn't hurt that this guy is very well connected to Juju Lewis. Well, now has inroads in the West Coast. Yeah. I and I you know, and I think the other thing is too, so somebody corrected me in the comments they said uh Harry, Harry Lagee, good to have you back, dude. Um they've had 16 players leave the portal. Listen, Georgia fans, we bicker all the time. That's fine. They're going to be fine. If you look at this list of the players they've lost, it, there's, I believe there's like five former five stars that they're going to lose. Who's playing? Like, who, like the only one that I'm even remotely concerned about is, is Dumas Johnson, the, yeah. the linebacker. Because I thought that was really interesting. To me, I don't know anything about this. I could be talking on my ass about it. This is just speculation. It feels like that is a bit of a money grab. Like he's, he's trying to get paid. Um, and I could be wrong about that. I don't know, but I, I, I think that that's probably what it is. Uh, yeah. They've lost one starter. Most of the guys they got haven't played. They're going to be fine. Um, a lot of rumors around Dylan Rayola uh, flipping to Nebraska. I'm just going to put my two cents into this. I follow recruiting for a long time. A kid that's gone to four different high schools and has been committed to three different schools. I'm just going to guess it's not going to work out. It, track record would say that. I, I wouldn't be too worried if I was a Georgia fan. It sucks to lose that high ranked of a player, but I just get bad vibes. Well, I'll tell you what, too. Like the other kid, they got Puglisi, who was also an Elite 11 guy. And, and like, you, like, here's the thing. If you're tell, if you're showing me two quarterbacks, and I'm, I'll just say this from a fan standpoint, okay? If you're showing me two quarterbacks, and one is the number one overall recruit in the country, and he's blah blah blah, hasn't been playing for as long as the other kid, not as really well polished. He's a raw talent, right? And he has, like you said, jumped from school to school, like from school to school in high school. I've never understood that. Yeah. And then you have another kid who is committed. Watch Dylan Rayola, the number one recruit in the country, commit to Georgia. Didn't fucking budge, didn't waver, didn't flinch on that, and was like, I am committed. They asked him, I think our buddy Graham Coffee asked him when he was out there. They said, Listen, what are you what are you saying to to, to coaches that are a thousand percent calling you, asking about like 
your commitment level to a school that is like not recruiting over you, but they're recruiting alongside you with what was, with what was already a, a pretty stacked quarterback room. Right. And he was right. like, I told him, I appreciate the offer. I appreciate your interest. All that stuff. I'm committed to the university of Georgia. And that kid is like one of the best arms in the country, like physically like a dude. Um, I, I mean, like it between the two, and and this is this is probably a little bit grass is greener on the other side, and also you know hindsight's twenty twenty mix of that. But give me give me Puglisi all day, yeah, like for real. If Rayola if Rayola is like wavering to go to fucking Nebraska, I hate to say it, but that kind of says everything I need to know. Right. Like. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If I was a Georgia fan, I wouldn't be super worried about losing Rayola. No uh let's see what else is going on here i mean early signing day is on wednesday so we will be recording that night mm-hmm. um there's gonna be a lot that goes down between now and then it kind of feels like it's one of the more exciting ones in recent memory there are we, we've we've had this for um for two years i think or this is maybe our third, this is our third signing day we've done on the pod mm-hmm. um on this pod i it sounds like there's going to be like, there's only five players that have are that are uncommitted. That's crazy. That That's just when crazy. we first started doing this, I remember counting it and it was like either 79 or 81. It was one of those two numbers that was, that were somehow not getting, um, there, there's, I'm sorry, that were somehow already committed or signed or whatever. Right. Um, so not super, super exciting. And that was after signing day. This is going into signing day. 95 of the top 100 players are already committed at whatever school they're going to go to. I do think there's going to be a lot of, like, I mean, it seems like a lot of flips. Um, yep. If Ryan Williams goes to Auburn, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah, Florida State's going to lose one of their top players in Miami. Not Who? Uh, Armando Blunt. Okay. KJ, uh, there's two comments in the in our comment section about KJ Bolden. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I never know with these kids. I mean, he he visited this weekend, said all the right things, but Auburn's coming heavy with those bags. I don't think he's going to Georgia. It but, is an interesting pitch that Auburn's making. Did you see the video? Did you see the video of of like Keontae Scott? I think it's Keontae Scott. It might have been Asante Samuel or whoever number nine is trying to convert, like convince. It's not Asante Samuel. What's his name? I don't know. Um, Asante Samuel played in, in the NFL for like 12 years. Yeah, so this, he's not eligibility left. He's at Auburn. Um, number, it's number nine, whatever. Uh, so he, he was talking about <laughs> – it was, I think it was, his name is Ben Roethlisberger. He is the middle linebacker for Auburn. Um, but like they were, they were talking about why Ryan Williams should come to Auburn versus Bama. And it was one of the most, I, like, listen, I think there's a chance. Was that when the kid joined in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if you go to Bama, they always win. When we win, like, it's so much more fun because we get it out the mud. He called, he called Jalen Milrose spoon-fed. Terry and Arnold spoon fed. Um, he's like, no, don't get me wrong. They're good. They're good. 
But like at the same time, it's like, what the fuck is happening right now? That is also kind of wild to me that like in this day and age, like that is what's happening. Like back in the day, like if you, I tell you what, if you're, if you're, I don't want to say, I don't want to say I'm old, but I am. One of the most incredible recruiting stories ever. And that you can watch the 30 for 30. Uh, it's called the best that never was with Marcus Dupree. One of the best recruiting stories ever. This is back when like clearly some stuff was going on. They, Oklahoma and Texas were both after this kid. He was like right in between Bo and, and Herschel, right? He's from Philadelphia, Mississippi. And they moved, I think OU and Texas moved their key recruiters into like a hotel in his, in his town. Like as soon as the season ended from the de- like December to signing day, so they could talk to him. Um, but incredible story. It is, it is interesting to me to see what like the, the emphasis that Hugh Freeze is putting on high school kids versus the portal. Um, because, like, you know, he said he didn't think he was doing a good job with the portal. I will say in year one, he did a pretty good job. He, he addressed their needs as soon as he got there. But this is just, you know, this is what his plan is. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, if you ask me, like, I, I don't know if putting all your eggs in, in that one basket is a great idea. Um, but, you know, he's he's outside of, you know, burner burner phones. He's smarter than I am. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I, I, I just, these days I just, uh, brace for pain on signing day and hope for the best. Um, ever since Travis Hunter, I'm jaded. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. We have one question before we go. Okay. This is from, uh, from Jeff Williams, our good buddy. He says, in case I don't make it tonight, which he did. So thank you for coming, Jeff. Um, he said, if, FSU beats Georgia and goes 14 and 0, do they claim a national championship? I mean, I wouldn't. But you want hold on. Do you want to talk about the whole fucking I guess legislation that they're trying to like like it's being brought up in like the courts and and politicians are getting involved by a uh, Florida Gator graduate. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a waste of time. And yeah. Georgia's doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean look, like if if we were continuing down the fourteen path, I would say it's worth looking into at least right. getting a glimpse into like why these decisions are being made. But you can't yeah. just say, "Oh, these are just the best teams," because there's no physical way to prove that unless they play each other. Right. So it's like, but I'm not willing to have that conversation at teams 12 and 13. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have lost three fucking games. You know, like... Yeah. Um, Florida State's not going to be Georgia, one. They're, they're, the way I look at the game, if Georgia and Florida State both have a ton of opt-outs, that's a much better path for, for Georgia because we don't have the depth of talent. We had really good starters. The depth isn't quite there yet. Yeah. Their depth is just full of five stars. Um, right. So yeah, I don't I can't even imagine what the like morale is like around Four States practices right now. It's like if you Did play you the entire season the, and then the you're just, thing? what the Herstory freaking out. <laughs> Did you talk about that on the on the solo pod? No, I didn't. <laughs> Dude, yeah. everyone, everyone was crushing him for that. I listen, I fully understand that like it sucks. It, it, like 
I would be pissed. I would yeah. be irate, and I wouldn't have shut up about it. A yeah. thousand percent. I, no, I can. I can I'll guarantee never that. about it. I mean, I'm not. I went on for seventy-two hours, and then I was like, "All right, I've done my piece." Right. And I'll but throw like, in tabs every once in a while, but yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, and it's a bad look if Bama loses to Michigan, like which could easily happen. Michigan's a really good team. Yeah. Um, and they're favored. Yeah, they are. What is, it, what is the line on that now? The last I saw, I haven't looked at it in a couple of days, but the last I saw was one, one and a half. Okay, so it hasn't really changed. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see where some of the big money starts getting placed on that. Um, yeah, so you guys, I get it to an extent, not exper- experientially, because it seems like Bama kind of always gets the benefit of the doubt there. Um, but I get it like experientially, or I'm sorry, I don't get it experientially, but I get it like, you know, to a degree of like, hey, you went undefeated and now like you don't have like a chance to to like and I even get it with Georgia, man. You won like yeah. you have two losses in three years. You have two losses in three years. Right. And and you're not going to the cultural playoff because you won you lost one game by three points on a neutral side to a team that is going to the playoff. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems a little bit unfair. Yeah. Um but the Herb Street thing, it was yeah, like what, this is like that's that's like living proof that you didn't pick the best teams. That that's a that's a fake argument. Okay. I don't I, I don't know what to tell you. Do Do you think uh, Michigan and Washington are better than Georgia? What you're doing, what my initial reaction is to say, is that those teams went thirteen and zero and deserve to be in. So I don't know what to say right now because <laughs> I'm talking to a Florida State grad, and that yeah. is, I like, I I don't know. I don't know. But see, here's the thing, too. Like, Washington, yeah. I think Washington, with the, what they played on the field and their strength of schedule and all those games, like, like I saw Reddit CFB post some shit the other day, too, that was like, this is what the four, the top four teams should be. And it was like, Washington, Oregon, Michigan, Georgia. And it was like, why the fuck are we still trying to make Oregon a thing? Yeah. I no, mean, they, I they, had, they had plenty of chances to against the same team to prove that they were better than them, and they didn't. So I I told you this, I said it the Saturday night when all when everything happened during those games two weeks ago, that I thought Florida State deserved to be in over Alabama. I haven't wavered on that. I also have said repeatedly, I'm not going to apologize that or or like for cheering for my team because my team's in and I'm I'm going to pull for my team in the playoff. Of course, but yeah, I still understand. Like I I, I think that like. It's a tough sell for me to say that a power five team that went undefeated shouldn't get in. Yeah, well, like Herb Streets, he's oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. He's feeling the fucking heat from Florida State fans on Twitter. And you can tell because they've had podcasts on on ESPN about it with Reese Davis saying, like, well, we don't have anything to do with it. And like, I don't know why everyone's mad at us. And then Herb Street's going on McAfee being like, just like basically pleading. And McAfee's like, you're a great guy. I don't know why people like dude and then he went on a just absolute tirade on twitter Good. didn't use a thread didn't do it just a long rambling sentence of just, okay so he let me, he let me the 2000s like, this is well, we were in a totally different like, era there was no playoff like it's a word it's like, you know, in it's like yeah well that's because twitter didn't exist and we couldn't talk to you so here's the thing you guys have been absolute fucking dickheads to, to kirk Herb oh absolutely and, and i've been I, thinking about his service dog not to him, but I'll, that makes it worse. But it, no, talk, but you've been talking shit about Ben. 
I'm not not about Ben, but they announced like game day next year. They've already announced the first one is going to be at Florida State, uh, Georgia Tech in Ireland. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, Kirk's really going to need his service dog that day. That's fucked up. <laughs> you guys talk all the shit you want about me, Georgia Twitter, but you bring up Pepper, we got a real problem. Um, <laughs> no, I, no slight to Ben. All right, you know Ben seems like a great dog, but it, Kirk's already replacing him. He got a puppy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm one of the Florida State fans that he probably hasn't blocked on Twitter. I, I will say this. I, like, it is – I've never understood from Twitter when people say, like, the whole, like, blocking thing especially. You go out of your way to be rude to somebody, right? Then they respond what you were you were trying to elicit the response. Yeah. And, and, and think about this. Like, I get mad when it's, like, five to ten – of the same fucking Georgia people on Twitter all the time. And it's like, like, and then sometimes I'll snap and say whatever. Right. And now and I, Kirk, I, Kirk does too. He, he yeah. will snap on people randomly, but it's been thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of FSU fans of, of getting after him. And then he finally snapped and FSU fans, we broke, we broke Kirk. We like, broke your brain. Yeah. But at the same, like you guys were fucking like, he's not, he wasn't on the, on the panel. Like he wasn't, he wasn't in the room. Go the, tweet that shit at Bill Hancock. The, the well, the argument is when you have a room of thirteen people where half of them don't even really have never been in the game, they're going to listen to probably what's considered the main source of info for college football, which is there's seven Creek. people on the actual committee that have some either are former players or coaches. Yeah, and so so that's barely half. It's more than half by one. Okay. <laughs> so half the people don't have any idea of what they're looking at. And mm-hmm. they're listening to Curve Street before Jordan Travis even got hurt. Like, yeah, I mean, at this point, I'd probably just leave Florida State out when they, they were running through scenarios of Bama being yeah. Georgia. So he was setting the tone. And then I was bitching about it before I even thought we would actually get out. I was like, they keep making the – like, they really want Florida State to not be in because Jordan Travis got hurt. So I was I mean, in there – they were they were laying that foundation for for three weeks heading into that. When when he, when he went off, I was like, I when he went off on on Florida, I remember thinking to myself, and I was like, well, at least Tyler isn't in that group. I, was, I think I said like, I'm going to ask Tyler what he thinks about this, and like, and, and then I remembered I when you went on your like 72 hour rant. When you went on your rant, like on the on the pod, you yeah. <laughs> said specifically, he said. Kirk Hershey, you're dead to me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Because <laughs> well, then they're like, then they're like, well, I just feel awful for Florida State. It's like, no, you don't. I you think don't I think that. they do. They Absolutely. probably do, but it's also not their fault. When since when did we start making decisions about player injuries and like teams not being able to play because of them? I think it's always been a part of it. It's it's no. never once been never the best four teams. Never seen it. Okay. And so the only difference is when it happened to Ohio State, Ohio State took their backup and they beat Wisconsin 59 to 3. Yeah. You guys won like 10 to nothing. 16 to 6. You by so yeah. Okay. Never, 16 to 6 by match. <laughs> I mean, I guess defense just doesn't even matter anymore. Got to put up points. That's the thing that would be, concerns me. Remember, we talked about this on the podcast a while back. Like, the whole thing about defense, which, which like, uh, no, I listen. I agree that Florida State should be in. Okay, Jenny, I totally agree. This conversation. 
huh? Great. I'm glad we're still talking about it. It's great. Yeah. Just dude, rent free, bro. Rent free. Um, no, I, I think that like, I do think you guys should have gotten in. I think you're, it's misdirected anger, which is fine. That's what Twitter apparently is for. But like, I will also say that the defensive thing, I kept saying this a while for a while. And it was like, it worries me the way that the committee is, is identifying good teams. Because one of the things they kept saying was like, Oregon, just, they keep beating these teams. Like it's, it's, you know, the way they're winning, they're winning by 30 points and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but they haven't played anybody. And they kept saying, it's like, you know, the way they're winning in such impressive fashion. And, and, you know, like, and they, the committee did, they kept making excuses. Like it was, it was painstakingly clear that offensive points in their eyes meant that they were, that's like what a good team was. And the other thing that was seemed painstakingly clear was they, they had in their mind who was good from a very, very early like standpoint. Like they, they had in their mind who was good, who was bad. And yeah. And that like, and they didn't move off that, and that's what sucked too, because it was like, then, and then the way they had to do all the rankings, they fucked up. They just like, they, there was no reason to put Florida State anywhere where they put them. Um, right. Why move them into the top four the week before? And then if you're saying they're so bad that they can't beat any of these teams, why'd you rank ahead of Georgia? It's just like nothing makes sense. That that part is you made that point during your rant, and I thought that yeah. was a really really good point. I, and I, like, I, they like. From jump, you put Bama and Texas at seven and eight, and you you seemingly put them too far back for them to j- jump in. I, I'm telling you, man, I just think I think they kept thinking it's going to work itself out, it's going to work itself out, and then it just yes. never, never worked itself out. Um, we have a question here: What would your your final four actually have been? I'd say, I'd say Bama's the one seed for sure. Two, uh, I would. Put, I would have gone personally: Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas. I would have gone, yeah, that's fair. And I, I, I fully admit that I think Bama is better than Florida State at this current iteration, but... Say it again, bitch. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm guess if we're going to do a award show. Do you tell yeah, the folks I think we should. Show? We should do an award show. Okay. Before the big games start. Oh, also, I confirmed today I will be in Atlanta December 28th through January 5th. So start fucking planning your trip out of town then. December 28th. What am I doing that day? Playing golf. Okay. Well, I'll be there for like eight days. So I will be here. I'm out of here. All right. Appreciate everybody listening to the show. Uh, As always, go rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. Um, Share the pod with your friends. Leave us a review. Best ones get read on air. And don't forget to check out the videos and clips from the show. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. All the above. above. Thanks for listening, guys. For Chris, I'm Tyler. We will uh, talk to you guys on Wednesday. Enjoy the Old Dominion and Western Kentucky game.